Hello and welcome to Fairy Unfiltered. I have an amazing guest on today. That amazing, like I do with all my guests, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So here you are. God, uh, I'm Kat from You're All Right, um, which is an Instagram blog. And I thank you for having me on your podcast, Chris. Oh no, thanking you, thanking you. I'm well chuffed to get you on. And it's <laughs> it's good that people get to see the women behind all these amazing images. It's, it's just... not good in lockdown when you look like shit and you haven't been to the hairdressers or you don't have a tan on. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. See, the future is a ring light. Have you got a ring light? I need to get one. They got on Amazon. Sort that out. <laughs> yeah, you got a ring light. Um, like, I've got like my mate's got a production company, so he told me to get an actual light, which helps. But um, I got a ring light. Unbelievable. Seeing I'm doing all my stuff in my forum, I'm just like glowing. It's great. It's <laughs> amazing. I'm, like I, I look at I look at a couple of years younger. I, I don't know what age you think I'm, but I, I do look a couple of years younger than what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's just dive into this. And this page has just went mental it's now what eighteen thousand followers what i mean you've obviously been in podcasts before and i'm, I'm not going to hit you with all the same questions but i'm going to hit you with some i mean how did it how did it start um i've always done things sort of creative things bits and pieces and stuff like that over the years and then um i just and i've i've mentioned again before like i had anxiety and stuff like that mm-hmm. And in about like the end of 2018 was just a really, really shit, the whole of 2018 was like a really, really shit year. Um, but by the end of it, I could see like how the anxiety had really was coming back in and stuff. And I didn't want it to get hold of me. And for years of dealing with it and like different things and speaking to different people, I know that like um, being creative or having some kind of creative outlet helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just start like, I always say drawing and then I go like that. I can't call that drawing. I don't class that as drawing. It's this way you doodle things, right? It's it's childlike drawings. And I'll I would do that and then I would just um write stuff. So obviously if you've seen the captions, sometimes <laughs> it's just I, love them. <laughs> I just go off on a tangent. Um but it would make me feel better. Uh and then again, like thinking to myself at that time, like what's you should really try and like face any fears that you have if you think that you're ready to be able to face them. And at that time I did. And I was like, I feel so shit. Other people must feel shit. The scariest thing would be to share some of this stuff and other people see it. Mm-hmm. If you sit and you overthink everything and you're like, what if they judge me? What if they think I'm a weirdo? What if this? And you, then you realise it's people you don't know. Why do you even give a fuck? Like, why do you care? And then, I don't know, to be honest, I never really thought about it too much for somebody who is a classic overthinker. I was like, hey, that would be terrifying. Boof, next minute I just set up the Instagram. Uh-huh. And it just kind of went like that, really, until like, a few months later when it kind of gets some traction or whatever. And I noticed people I knew had started following it and I was kind of a shit myself. So I was like, <laughs> they don't know that's me. And oh, no. And and I was and I was dead worried about the people that did know me seeing it and thinking, what are you doing? What, what are you up to? Um, but inevitably when it started out as some kind of a selfish as like a self-coping strategy turned into something that uh, I think has helped other people because we I always say we're a team around here and we felt like this yellow community or whatever but there's a lot of conversations uh, that take place on the page that everybody could see but there's a lot behind the scenes as well in the DMs where I see that um, people are maybe 
accessing help, looking for services. Maybe they've came to me to ask where to go and, you know, I don't have all the answers, but if I could help somebody or point them in the right uh-huh. direction, I certainly would. And I think that in itself has been a wee bit of word of mouth because other people would then get in touch and be like, my friend talked to you and she said that you were able to da-da-da-da-da. And it might even just be something like copying and pasting a phone number or from a, for a local service like that I've found on Google or something like that. But for some reason, people find it easier to take that through your own right sometimes than maybe going away and looking for it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So I full circle, it started off as me being like, oh shit, I'm so scared, what can I do to make myself <laughs> feel better? And then noticing that other people took something from it, which was brilliant um, and it's been... It's been great, I suppose. Like, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I, I love the, I love the, I, th- I love your page because it's very relatable. And the other thing I love about it is, I feel with your posts, they come at the right time. Like that, like I messaged you the other day. Like I'd literally put a workout on my <laughs> online coaching, and it was called Isa. And then you posted Isa, and I was like, that is insane. But I. <laughs> I enjoy just following it because it's, and I like the times you post it because it's nice because when you wake up in the morning, you've always got this wee, this wee post and you're like, that's dead nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, it, I think it's great. And I, I think it is art, art, obviously what you take from it, but like, mm-hmm. it's like Billy Conley had, like he was doing, like you said, like I was just doing wee doodles and then all of a sudden he's now doing his art and it's great. You've got like Noel Fielding, I follow him and he's like, oh, I just started doing wee doodles and now he's got like <laughs> he's got like an exhibition it's like it's insane but it's just like if people interpret it what they want from it but i, I think it's brilliant well done well done thanks <laughs> good i like what you've said but you've got like a wee community that's it's, it's really nice and are you finding it's just growing and growing then and like more people are getting involved with it definitely um i always find the whole thing awkward like if it's somebody new that's came and maybe like a new follower or whatever and they'll send them a message and they say something like well there was somebody the other day and they referred to themselves as a fan right now Chris I can't tell you the level of cringe <laughs> right that I go to like it's unbelievable I was like shut up I was like there's no such thing as fans I was like I can't even, we can't even talk if you're going to keep that chat up no no fans <laughs> but like so is it like, what would I be then, a groupie? And I was like, not f- a fucking groupie. Like, I wish I was a rock star, but that is, that is <laughs> no the case. I was just like, no. I said, look, everybody's just pals in here. Everybody's the same. And I was like, it's not like a thing. Like, if you want to talk, whatever it is you want to talk about, we'll talk about it. Like, um, So I, I think what, when I think about the community thing, that's always like something that I try to make clear. Like, because people will be like, oh thanks for messaging back or I didn't expect to hear from you and I'm like that's really shitty if there's people out there that you've went to for help or whatever and like excuse me they've read your message and they haven't replied to it and I know people are busy right I know people are busy but I think um it's courteous obviously to even say to somebody look I'm just I'm so busy now like you're on my list you're on my radar I will get back to you um, just for a wee bit of acknowledgement so I it blows my mind then when people kind of go down that route and I'm like no this is a community and in my mind it's just like a virtual scheme where everybody just looks out for each other and it's no anything I it's very like very like informal if you like um yes 
and maybe great. know what some people expect. But you're very approachable, but like that's the thing. The minute you start talking to you, you've got a very, very like, approachable like way about you. Like I could sit and just have a chat away <laughs> with you. But it's obviously like you're saying like if somebody's like messaging and they're getting like that back, they'll be like, "Oh, that's she sound." Do you know I mean? Whereas if they're getting it back, it's very like corporate. Aye. This is Boz. I don't want to be anywhere near this. That's what I'm like with people though. Like seeing huh? people write back to me and I, I just I talk to people the way I talk and mm-hmm. that's the thing and you could be mailing somebody that's like a directory of business but I, I'll I'll change it a wee bit but like I would right. change it completely and uh-huh. it's like if you don't like me for who I am then that's just definitely I, mean, I think that's massively important like I've done a few things like um I think in the first the first time like I'd had the account or whatever and I was looking at um mental health week and I was thinking about everybody's always saying in general, like how hard it is for people to just talk and open up, but yet how easy mm-hmm. that sounds. <clears throat> and I was looking at like communication where you're talking, but you're not physically talking. So I was like, came up with this thing and I'm like, we'll do, I'll do like a slide in the DMs thing where people talk about mental health, but they're not actually physically talking about it. It's not a face-to-face thing. It's quick messages back and forth. And there was a few people that I knew of that, um, were quite popular or whatever that other people knew of that I asked if they would do it and I remember after it people going like that to me what did you say but what did you put in the message to get them to do that or whatever and I was like yeah. <laughs> it made me think about it and I'm like this is the was there was no tact whatsoever I was like look I'm doing this I really want you to do it right and see if you don't ask you don't get so it's going I'm going to do it next week if you want to do it and people were like I cool and other people were like, oh, but did you not say, like, you know, this, that, that, and then, and other people were saying to me, oh, there's, like, a way yes for things and all that, and I'm like, there's no, there's no really, there's not, I, I no. mean, there is, if it's personal to you, but it's no personal to you to send, like, a three-part email and, like, an RSVP slip, <laughs> and, like, we'll do whatever, like, no, I'm like, do you want to do this? I don't know, like, it's not going to, I'm not going to take it personally if somebody says no, like, it's fine. I that's brilliant. It's a good, it's a brilliant attitude. I, I remember, see what you said, like you just ask and you don't go. I'd met, um, I'd really respect Doddy Weir and I got to meet Doddy Weir. We were doing a podcast, I used to have a podcast before this one, my friend Stephen. And um, we went out to his house, we went out to his farm and I'd fanboyed it up. I'd bought a, I'd bought a Doddy Weir top. Do you know what I mean? And I went and, um, and we sat there and we were speaking and he kept talking and he said, he said that. He went, you don't ask, you don't get in life, guys. So just always do that. And then I went, I was sitting there and I went, oh, Doddy, I says, no, you see, don't ask, you don't get. And I went, he went, aye. And I says, go do us a favour. And he's like, what? And I whapped with a pen. I was like, going to sign my top, right? And he went, he's like, well, all right then. I mean, and he was brilliant. And that's, it was great for a guy that had motor neurons. He just, he was sitting there and he was having a laugh. He'd totally taken the piss out of me when I was in his, I got the piss ripped at me in Doddy Wheel's kitchen because he <laughs> You shaved your chest. I was like, maybe. Right? But, <laughs> and now I don't shave my chest after Doddy Weir slagged me. But, and he signed my talk and it was amazing because it was like, you're right. Just, I just spoke to him like, the way I would talk to him and so did my friend Stephen. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's great what you're doing. And it's like, I love you're also doing like, uh, like your hoodies and all that stuff as well. Because I think the colours, uh, yellow is a happy colour at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. it's like... It seems to just be going crazy. It's just like, where are you? Like, where is your community based? Obviously, you're from Glasgow, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Aye. Are they yeah. all, is it all now going everywhere then? 
I pretty much like I don't like I know how you can like check all that kind of a thing on Instagram and stuff like that but to be honest like I don't look at that that often but sometimes like uh, you come across it or whatever so most people I think like are Glasgow based and then you've got like and then I think second is like Motherwell or North Lanarkshire like Motherwell, Wishaw, whatever that yeah. kind and then it's like um obviously a few different places but like there's people in America and Canada and Australia, which it's mental. Like you get a wee thing and it's like somebody's ordered a hoodie and I look at the address and I'm like, like somebody was getting ordered hoodies and it was they were going to Arizona and I'm like, that has to be an expat. I was like, there's no way there's some American sitting in Arizona like that. Adida, you're a right hoodie. Like you've no idea what we're chatting about here. Like there's no way. So I don't know if it's probably expats or whatever, but I. It's, uh, it's good. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. It's great that it's just growing arms and legs. I mean, have you got any ideas what you want to do? What, like, see with your page, like, see after lockdown, is there anything you maybe like quite fancy branching out into with the, your alright? Or like, is there any other routes that you maybe want to take this blog and this page? Have you got any ideas up your sleeve? Oh my god, I want to have a massive party, Chris. Like, I want yeah. to get a, a warehouse and just fill it. And obviously, the theme's yellow, and everybody <laughs> comes, and we don't need to social distance, and we can all just have the best time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I don't know, it's a fiver a ticket, and all that money goes to charity. Like, that's just that's something that's reoccurring. I think about that all the time. Like, how good would it be to just be able to do something like that? And then, in the same respect, just look at other fundraising things where. Um, when we're knowing this kind of a shit show people can come together so yes big group walks or like i don't know like proper like i don't know no challenges where again mm-hmm. you can all kind of a mix and mingle that sort of a thing um other than that i don't know i'm a pisces i've got a very imaginative over imaginative mind so i've probably thought about this going down every single avenue you could imagine wrote right. a couple of notes beside each possibility and then left a notebook for a week and then went back with a different ideas and wrote that on another page and I'm a terrible procrastinator like it's something I'm consciously and constantly working on to be like that just just do it just get it done um, but I, I don't know I really don't know I think that's been part like a massive part of the enjoyment of working on your all right and doing all the stuff with it and all that is that there wasn't a goal in sight mm-hmm. originally. So sometimes you'll have wee mini goals like that, like, oh, we, we wanted to do uh, Ben Nevis last year. So that, to me, was a wee mini goal. We'll get that, we'll do that, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of where to take it or anything like that, no, I kind of just go with the flow. It's probably people listening like, that. <gasps> Oh no, no, I think that's really good though. Like it, it, it's growing naturally. Like your page though, it's just it's growing naturally. I think it's, it's brilliant. And like you're saying, you're obviously involved with charities. It's you work a lot with uh, Chrissy's house. I like to raise awareness for Chrissy's house. Mm-hmm. We we worked with Chrissy's house. I, I'm doing, I, we uh, we've got our charity tops by the way. In case you're wondering why is he looking, there's nobody with me. Um, uh, <laughs> but, like we did it in. I'm just double checking. Two thousand and. 2019 we worked with Chrissy's house and they're brilliant they're such a nice charity and I just think there's not enough out there um for that I mean I'm reading a cracking book now is that cracking I forgot the name wait I'll tell you (laughs) but it is very very good and I I haven't put it down that just shows you I've not put it down and I can't even mind the name it um man down and it's it's really good and it talks about obviously mental health Meals not opening up, uh, not just talking about their emotions, bottling everything up, and 
it was giving you percentages of like suicide rates, things mm-hmm. like that, and it, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. And I always remember again previous podcast we went to uh, Annie from Chrissy's house. We went mm-hmm. there and we met her, and it was the day one of the boys just committed suicide. And you're just sitting there going, "My God!" Like you realised how much work they'd been doing with them, mm-hmm. and it's just sometimes it's just it's out of their control, and it's it's a bit. I take my hat off to them because I'm like. That is, that is a hard job, a really I, hard job. I don't think it's something that you must ever be able to switch off for. Like, I think no. if you've been affected by suicide and like and you've lost somebody, the grief aspect's always going to be there. You're always going to think about them in that sense. But when that's your, like, I mean, they're a 24-hour crisis centre, so mm-hmm. that's constant. Like, you know, there's always people needing help, always people that just at that brink. And unfortunately, people that... Um, just kind of cope and go on and it must be it must be a lot to sit with that I think as well like for them oh definitely um it's just you realize all the services are doing so it's just wish they could get more funding mm-hmm. and we deal with a lot of the charities so we're working with we did did plank or plonk which was oh, just, I seen that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Plonk. Uh, it was really good. Uh, so they all did it, and that's what we did. We did that as like our wee community, and mm-hmm. that's what we all did that to raise money for the Beatson. And mm-hmm. you, you realise like I work with Bill Cancer UK as well, and you realise with all these charities, there's like no no fundraisers can happen. Like we literally did a twenty four hour fitness challenge, and the following week was lockdown, and I was you're just sitting there going, like in one one twenty four hours we raised eleven thousand pounds, and then. That's amazing. I, I was totally, I was sitting bubbling, man, because I couldn't believe you. I had two grand as a target. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I was like, I mean, and then my mate wrote up in the wall and I was like, ah, I, was, I couldn't believe it. Um, and you're just like, this is insane. But you're just like, realised through the whole pandemic, like how much these charities have been affected. And it's, mm-hmm. it's great that like people like yourself got a great social media presence are like trying to raise awareness for things. Like I know, like, uh, I know Bungie, like Chris Bungard, does a lot with them as well. And it's great to see like, people say, like pushing them forward so people still realise they're there. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just, I think like, I don't know, I think that in terms of like social media in general, and I don't know if it's like a generation thing, like, I'm in my 30s, so I know if there's people getting into like social media now, like there is a totally different take on it. Like the people, there's jobs available for people through social media that wouldn't have been available when I was like a late teenager or in my twenties or whatever. So, and there's obviously money to be made through social media and that's why people do it. And I think that's great. But I just think like social aspect and a moral aspect as well. Like if you do all these things, absolutely. But what do you really care about? Like mm-hmm. what makes a difference to you? And think about the amount of people that might see something that you mention. And I mean, I, okay, like there's eighteen thousand followers or whatever on you, right? That is that is a lot, right? But it's probably a drop in the ocean compared to some other people. So when you see bigger people or more popular people or however you want to word it, I don't know, use their social platforms or whatever for a good cause or to raise awareness about stuff. I love it because I think mm-hmm. they're obviously passionate about it. They've got nothing to lose, and there's so many people that are going to get involved in whatever it is just because you posted about it, just because you made a video about it or something like that. Brilliant, I think so as well. And it's like, like you said, using it for the right reasons and having you've got like genuine we, we're not going to call them fans because you weren't letting them call them fans, but you've got genuine real crazy. followers. <laughs> it's kind of into it, I know what would you say? Uh, but like, that, 
Uh, your real pals. Do you know what I love about it as well? Like, yeah. so, like the other week I had Leanne on and she's got, so Leanne's dogs have got, uh, I know Leanne, Leanne comes to the gym and mm. her dogs have got 32,000 followers on Instagram. And that's what we were talking about. We, we talked about like the women behind this page because obviously the dogs don't take their pictures. It's been Britain's got talent. But like, that's the thing. And you're just like, how, like, how do you find it? Like, because I was asking her about it. Like, Obviously, if you put a post on and it goes amazing, but nobody knows it's her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same with you. Like you, you'd put that picture on. It's it's not necessarily you. Do you know what I mean? It's it's that image, and it's like, do you have? So what we spoke about the other week was is if you put a post on, you think this is an absolute belter. Like I really <laughs> like this one, and then you put it on, then you go, oh, that did you do as well as I thought compared to that one that took me five seconds to do. And that's sort of, do you have that ever have that where you go, well, that actually didn't do as well as I thought? Um, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. Cause I never look at it like that. Cause again, like the very beginning, there was like a point where there was like 20 people following. I always say that's right, but it's true. Like there was 20 people following and I was terrified. I couldn't believe 20 people were mm-hmm. looking at what I was writing about or posting pictures about. I'm like, oh my God, 20 people. <gasps> 20 people are <laughs> this is so crazy and then I, I don't know at what point you just you just really think about that obviously being confident and it gains traction or whatever so you don't really think about it but I think that in the same respect as posts like people have said that to me before as well like some posts I posted something and it was really great and it got like a pure fraction of likes and yeah I posted this or whatever and like I got all these mm-hmm. likes or whatever and I'm like I just don't think about it like that because whether it's 20 likes or 400 likes, like I'm scared the same level. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, people looked at that or whatever. Um, not really. Sometimes though, like I'm a pure Marvel freak. So sometimes if I make any oh, difference to Marvel things. Oh, this is, look, I told you we're going a different tangent there. <laughs> this is, we are off. You keep telling your story, go and tell me. <laughs> So sometimes if I do anything to do with like superheroes or anything like that, in my mind, I'm absolutely buzzing about it. Like I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like I did uh, Thanos, the Infinity Stones thing. Oh, yeah. That springs to me. And I love that. I was like, I'm going to put that up. I love that. I was like, and I was away with it. And I don't know, I suppose like, that's not everybody's thing. A lot of people don't really care. I mean, I don't understand why, but a lot of people I don't understand these people. These people, there's something wrong with them if they don't, if they don't <laughs> like superhero. So you're, a, you're more Marvel than DC? Aye, I think so. I right. Guardians of the, I, I mean, I love everything equally, but I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. I'm obsessed. So, um, Who's your favourite? In Guardians of the Galaxy. And we'll just go with the whole Marvel Universe for me as well. Oh, my God. I don't, I think that's an unfair question. Like, I'll, I'll favour Groot, <laughs> but I just, I couldn't possibly, like, really pick somebody but I've got a soft spot for groups especially with baby groups oh baby group yeah <laughs> I know I know it's, it's a very very hard one I, I loved I, I was obsessed with Deadpool like for years years and years brilliant. obsessed with Deadpool and um, then obviously it became really big and everybody's like oh, you just like him because he's like, and I'm like no All hold right. on a minute here I liked him <laughs> before Ryan Reynolds I mean like I was the one that was raging in the Wolverine film shouting at Hugh Jackman because of the shitty portrayal that Ryan Reynolds had to do and, uh, and everybody's like I hate you saying that a bit far and I'm like no uh, but I know that's good. That's class. I love, I love Marvel. I, I love just the the whole like drawings. I love. I've got like how to draw Marvel characters, and it's like <laughs> how you sketch some positions. Were you into art and all that? Then this is like a thing we can spiral off to. 
It was just like, how do you do your drawings? Like, do you draw them in an iPad? Do you draw them in your hand drawing, then upload? I don't know. What do you do? At the beginning, I used to draw them in like a notepad thing and then write whatever beside it because that was before <laughs> I was ever going to put anything on, Insta- yeah. on Instagram. Hmm. Um, but then when I thought about putting them on Instagram and stuff like that, I looked into stuff and have an iPad so people that are professional illustrators or whatever were using like Procreate and like things like that. Obviously, you get your Apple pen and you just, it's like having a blank bit of paper except you're drawing it on your iPad. So I just did it like that, really. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, nice. like the, I don't know. I look at them. There's, there's literally sometimes I look if I scroll through my page and like, there's nothing of any concern. You can tell the ones that I've pure sat, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting that line perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, whatever. And the other ones are a shit show, but I'm happy with them equally. But I'm like, let's see that. That's a mess. I'm posting that, and it's like, oh, I don't know. Right. It must just depend on my mood at the time. Like now I'll be looking out for all your Marvel ones now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. This is I, I'll be looking out for all of them. I know I, I'm obsessed with Marvel. I'm a big geek, a, a, an absolute geek. I actually take stuff down through the gym because I was like, I actually look like a loser because I'm just people think it's just. I'm like sitting some... with my phone here and it's the Awesome Mix Volume Two phone case of the Galaxy. The soundtrack in Guardians of the Galaxy is phenomenal. It is. It's Hi. so good. My wee girl's four and loves it. Like she actually wants it on. And my wife came in. Laura's like. You are actually having a laugh. Like, <laughs> everyone's usually frozen, a Disney princess, and she's like, she's watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, aye. And she's like, loving the tunes and all oh, that. Baby Groot, <laughs> she's obsessed with Baby Groot. And I'm like, yes, winning, winning, winning. Definitely See? winning. Yeah, I am loving this chat. There we go. It was a conversation <laughs> I did not expect to have. I did not expect <laughs> to have that. So, what we can do is, um, you're obviously a busy lady, so we will not keep you too long. But um, what we'll do is we'll branch out into our next couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do is with everybody is have these random chats because everybody has their own spin in this, right? Now, Kat, mm-hmm. this could be the point where before it, you, you're already really in my good books here with your Marvel <laughs> chat. What we're going to do is we're going to start now. It's also called Fairy Unfiltered. The whole idea was that uh, you'd come here, or I'd come to you, I'd bring you a coffee. And then you'd have a coffee. Now, you maybe not drink a coffee, but if I had to get you a hot beverage, as I've learned to say, what would I be buying you? A tea with soya milk. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. How happy mm-hmm. of you. Right. That's fine. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's cool, right? So we'll get you that. Right, so after that, what we're going to do is go sit down. We're going to get something to eat. So we're going to go for a pizza. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully you like pizza. I love pizza. Well, again, you're in my good books. Now, you are just now. What are your toppings on your pizza? Oh, I kind of like everything, but I would pick like maybe, I don't know, like a spicy chicken thing, probably. Some right. sort of a, somewhere a bit of a kick to it. I like spicy stuff. Would it be like a spicy chicken pizza, like out of like a takeaway, or would it be, come on, you need to describe this better here. You're just, you're just going pure, come on, you get more detail. Right, if it was a takeaway pizza, some kind of a spicy chicken, salt and chilli chicken pizza type right. thing, right, whatever, I'd be up for that. However, this actually is quite good because I could plug my pal's pizza shop, Canotto Pizza Glasgow. What one is uh, it? Canotto Pizza. It's in uh, the south side. But oh. honestly, even if she was uh, my friend, right, her and her husband, um, I would still plug them in. The pizza is amazing. Um that I, I can't, I was going to attempt to describe it there, but I know I won't get it right, and they'll be like, I can't shut up, that's not what we do. So you should just go and look it up. But uh, you can get, obviously, like, full pizzas or slices in there. Um, 
and they are they are so so good like just like the freshest authentic ingredients so mm -hmm. i suppose for like a an authentic experience of pizza i would choose them uh, when i'm being a shit and i'm cheating on them with takeaway pizza it would be a spicy chili chicken thing <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You're you're fine. You're safe. You're still. I still like you. Cause see if you said pineapple or ha ham and pineapple, I just probably would have ended the chat right here and then. And people were like, why did the podcast cut off so quickly? Is it because <laughs> that's why? I mean, like so, I'd eat that, but I don't understand why people want that when you look at all the other options. I'm like, why is that what you've went for? That's like, what I think. Like, like what else you could get? Like, Somebody posted the other day, they were like, oh, that looks good. And it was pineapple and banana pizza. I said, like, away you go. Banana? Aye. Do you know what? Mm. These people are monsters. Do you know what? They're, they're serial killers. That's what I believe. <laughs> if you put that on a pizza, you're a serial killer. Right? I mean, so it's one of them. Right. So we'll go on to our next bit. So you have, everybody is sitting at the table. You have soy teas. I need to clarify, right? The reason for that is I don't like coffee. I've never, I've tried to drink different types of coffee or whatever over the years, right? But I just don't like it. So I have tea, but I've got a lactose uh, allergy. So that's why I have soya. So I want it to be because I'm this airy, like, pissy <laughs> white person. I Because I'll get a dodgy belly if I have cow's milk. So, you know. <laughs> I, I can't say, I'm the same. I can't take dairy. Like, I, I can't take dairy. That's why, like, if I go and I have, like, a, an oatmeal cappuccino and I'm, like, one of them in the queue, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's, it's not for me, by the way. It's for, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that's fair enough. I, I can't slag you. Fair enough. But you're all sitting with your teas and you're all sitting with that, right? If you have got five people, right? Now, they're going to come to your dinner party. They could be dead or alive. Now, I'd like to clarify, they're not physically dead, so they're not coming back as zombies. They're coming back like Marty McFly from Back to the Future, bringing them there to you, <laughs> right? Who would your five people be? Now, they can be MD at all. This is really hard. I was thinking about this, and I was probably overthinking it to the point where I was like, oh, I can't think of anybody. Hmm. So I was like... As long as it's not like Janice for Scott Mid that nobody knows. Like, don't have something like that. Like, have something that people would actually know. <laughs> I would, I would do it. I would have, um, who would I have? I would have Cher because oh. I love Cher. Like, just love Cher. I don't think that needs an explanation or an excuse, right? I think everybody should love Cher. She's Cher. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> well, I, I will give her, um, do you believe in a thing called love? Is, is very good. I will give her that. But, uh, so, um, I, she is a vampire as well, though. Hmm. Clearly, uh, she looks great. Um, right, let's think. I'd have Cher. Right. I would have. Who else would I have? I'd have Chuck Liddell because he's just like an icon. <laughs> oh, is that it? Like, oh. <laughs> so it made me think. Like I seen him one time in America, and I was too scared to go and talk to him. And he was doing like a signing thing. They had like three people that used to be in the UFC or whatever. Right. And they were doing a signing thing. And I was just casually walking by trying to build up the guts or whatever. But I'm doing a ham. So. You shot it. Shot it. Big Aye. time. Shot it. Ham. Aye. Aye. Uh, like, <laughs> um, so I'd have Cher, Chuck Liddell. Uh, who else would I have? Um, I'd have Tom Hardy, just because I think he's probably really intellectual. Like, I think we would have some good conversations, me and Tom. Yeah, okay. Aye, That's what you call it. That's fine. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. For the same reasons, I would have Jackie McNamara, because I think, again, the chat would just be next level. <laughs> so, you know. That is, point, I've never had aimed to choose Jackie McNamara on this. I think that's terrible. Really? I'm disgusted that he was my first name that I picked out. That should have absolutely been my first name. <laughs> Devastated that I missed that till he was four. 
So at this point, we're sitting in the cell. There's two right. Okay. Aldi and Jackie McNamara. Oh, one more. Then, oh. I, I can have a female to level up a wee bit, eh? Mm, who else would I have? Nicola Sturgeon, just because I'd like to. Really? Like that chat. Aye. Okay, I can't anybody else, but also just because... I've a few things I'd like to get off my chest and I'd like to hear what she has to say, so... <laughs> right, Nicola, we're going to have a chat. <laughs> Put your tea down with your soy milk. You know I mean? <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I'd like to have a bloody chat there as well, let alone my bloody gym. You know I mean? But no, that's fair enough. That, that's a good wee choice, a very mixed choice, so very mixed. Think of the conversations, you know? I, I, do you know what, I would, I'd get Tom Hardy to read me a story. Oh, he did bedtime stories, didn't he? I man. Even I was sitting there going... Love you. <laughs> oh, actually, fair enough. Now. I mean, I like you, mate. Uh, no, aye, that's fair. Maybe we should get Jackie McNamara to read a story. What do we need to like? I think we should. Let's let's try and organise that, right? <laughs> Jackie McNamara appears in BBC bedtime stories. People are like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, there's one viewer. I'm sitting there laughing. You're sitting just totally in trance. <laughs> Everybody, Jackie's tall. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to books now, then, right? So, um, I usually ask people if they can give me books of their choices. Now, it can go books, or to be fair, we've had a lot of people that are into their music, so you could do a mixture. Um, I, th- I feel we should open this up. So, you could do like if you want to do a couple of books, a couple of albums that you maybe feel that are helped you in a way, or it doesn't need to necessarily have helped you. It just it could be one of the ones you go, do you know what? I just really enjoyed it. And it could be about serial killers. It's up to you. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the whole idea. It just gives people during this time something to read, maybe something to pick up and go mm-hmm. from there. So what are we well, going to go with? This is maybe a wee bit controversial then, right? Because I saw that question. I'm looking at my iPad now to make sure I get it right. Um, <clears throat> but I was thinking, like, this week is Children's Mental Health Week. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I work with kids and... I was thinking, like, the five books, if there's anybody listening, that might like to introduce some social and emotional learning at home during this lockdown thing, so I think everybody could benefit from that, would be books that you could do with your kids. I books like this. are, like, really, really beneficial. So, there's, and there's tons of them, right? I was trying to narrow it down to five, so I'm like, okay, what's what? So there's one called Kindness is My Superpower. So that's kind of a self-explanatory, all about just teaching kids what kindness looks like, how to be kind and how to... Um, notes it in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also one I always get naming it wrong, so I'm trying to look for it. Um, before I get that one, there's one called the Big Bag of Worries. Sometimes it's called the Huge Bag of Worries as well, and that's a great story for just like visually showing kids like when you're worried about something, it's like and it's adults as well. It's like there's this dark cloud that just follows you everywhere, mm-hmm. but if you take it bit by bit, you acknowledge it or whatever, or you when you're ready to acknowledge it. Um, tackle it head-on kind of a thing but uh, you'll look it's better obviously you'll break it down and it's not yeah. as bad as what you think it will be uh, there's that um the rainbow fish is just one of my personal favorites because oh. kids can be cruel with <laughs> they don't mean it but they can be cruel to each other so when you, you read the rainbow fish it's about friendship essentially and about um, doing something for somebody else so that's a really good one um there is the one I was thinking about, oh, have you filled a bucket today? Usually I call it bucket fillers, but it's called have you filled a bucket today? Right. And kids love it because, again, there's that visual aspect you can bring in where they have like a wee bucket. And every time they do something that helps somebody else or that's selfless or that's kind, they would get like a wee thing, whatever it is, and they put it in their bucket. So I love you this. know what it's like. 
transportation's great. They just walk about all day, especially young, young kids filling up buckets. So it's only with good stuff. You're teaching them about kindness and stuff. So it's really good. Um, what's the other one? There is just so many. There's a book called Feelings um, Inside My Heart and Inside My Mind, I think is a subtitle. But again, it's like helps kids recognise what their feelings are and name them. So I'm a massive, like in terms of mental health, a massive advocate for like early intervention. So we have a lot of broken adults and stuff like that, but you can't help but think if there was an earlier intervention at some point in their life, if they were a child that came from trauma or they were, had some kind of vulnerability or anybody can become vulnerable at any time, obviously, but yeah. if they had that early intervention there to help them name their feelings, label their feelings, realise what they are and then work through them, they might not be in the place that a lot of people are in. So my five books for this question, I was like, I'm going to go down an early intervention route. And we'll get I love this. This is, uh, see, things happen for a reason, Kat. This is amazing <laughs> because I, I love this. I'm going to buy all of them, by the way. I'm not going to lie. But uh, so see what you're talking about, like early years and getting kids and like understand things. So I've obviously got two daughters. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a bit mental now. And like, the, the whole idea, I was doing a spin-off from this podcast, and it was called, obviously, my surname, Fairy Tales, right? Mm-hmm. And what I was going to do was read kids' books, but they mm-hmm. had like an underlying meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you so much. These are amazing, amazing. But I am buzzing to get these. I, I love stories like this. I love mm-hmm. the ones that have got wee, wee meanings behind them because kids are so, I mean, they, just, they don't know how to describe their emotions, mm-hmm. especially the now, because they're not at nursery or primary oh. school. So it's like the parents are sort of trying to deal with them. They're like, I don't know what's happening. And you're like, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like they're just totally. trying to bend. So, oh, this is amazing. So that's what you do. So it's like a day job. So you work with kids then. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, brilliant. I mean, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it no, I love it. I do love it. Um, but I, I just think a lot of those. If, even if you're on Amazon and you type in like social and emotional books for kids, social and emotional learning for kids, or whatever, there's a ton of stuff that will come up. Um. And there's a lot of like popular ones like that Rainbow Fish I named there. It's probably a really popular book for kids in terms of like nurseries or schools using it as like a project book yeah. because it just grows arms and legs and stuff. But there's so much out there. Uh-huh, uh, I, I love it. Like, I, I read my girls' books every night before they go to bed and it's just something <laughs> I love doing. But that's, uh, this is pure genius. I'm going to need to sit in. <laughs> Save this, go back through it, record it, and don't record it. Go write it, record us, I mean, write everything down and get all the books done. But this is the great thing about it. It's like a total different spin because every time you've got somebody on, they've got different books. And it's, it's I think it's really it's inspiring to like get ideas like that. This is class, mate. Thank you so much. And you've got the most random guests. Like, see if anybody else gets Jackie McNamara, it's shite now. Like, that you're. You've nailed it, Jackie's at your I want now. them to be excluded. They're not allowed them. He's at my dinner party, right? Aye. So can't go anybody else's. <laughs> That's it. He's mine. That's it. He's just I the mind. This is the thing. It's like I was you know, I think that whole generation of Celtic team were brilliant. I was bidding for a top the other day and I lost out in it. I was raging. Uh, and it was it was like all oh, these city type of like type of players and you were like, they're great because people like you they want the new season. I was like, No, I'm all right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But that's what we started doing. We started collecting uh, like football tops in the gym, mm-hmm. and I've got like rugby tops and stuff like that. I always think it's good. We always try to support the local community, so we've obviously got a Motherwell top up. But there's a lot of Rangers and Celtic fans out there. You know what I mean, 
apparently a lot of Celtic fans in the gym, which I just realised. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that is great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. No, thank you for having me. It's been good. It's been brilliant. I am proper loving this. I'm off to now to go on Amazon and get all these books. Laurel <laughs> Black, what? She'll be like, what the hell is happening here? And I'll be like, ping, ping, ping. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks very much. Um, I can't wait to get this out and uh, keep doing what you're doing. This is class, mate. Thanks, Chris. You as well. Thank you, you. I'll see you soon. Right, bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.